Hey y'all, what's poppin'? You're listening to The Legal Tea, where we discuss what's going on in pop culture from a legal view. I'm your host, Attorney LaConya Murray, owner of Off The Mark IP Solution, an intellectual property boutique that assists clients throughout the United States with trademarks, copyright, and patents. We have a good one for you today, so let's get started. Today's episode, The Legal Tea, is really an update. So in episode seven in season one, we, we start talking about Fortnite and their problematic behavior as it relates to the company taking dance moves of artists that were made popular by artists and putting it in their game and making users buy these, game, buy these moves. And they're not compensating the artists behind the, the, the dances, right? So we talked about that as it related to Soulja Boy and Fortnite. And then we came back. In episode 15, and in episode 15, I gave you an update and said that 2 Millie and, who is it, Alfonso, also known as Carlton, sued Fortnite for using their, their dances. So they sued them for copyright infringement and use of likeness. So that was in episode 15. So now we have another major update, and I'm talking about this again because one, I want to keep you abreast of what's going on because if depending on how they rule, then that can be like a, a huge change of law. Okay, so we want to, so we're talking about Fortnite again. Plus, in one of the videos, one of the, the episodes, one of the listeners that says, what is this thing called right of publicity? How do we get this right of publicity? Where can I sign up? I need to protect my right of publicity. Where do I go to register my, my right of publicity? So we're going to talk about all of that. Plus, we're going to mention EA Sports. EA Sports um, it's a really good example of rights of publicity as it relates to video games and use of likeness. But before we do, I want to introduce our brand new sponsor for the podcast. So, Alfonso, he just got a ruling this week from the court denying his, well, not from the court, from the copyright office, denying his um, application, <laughs> denying his application to register his dance as a copyright. And people were just sending me these emails, sending me these emails. But I'm telling you, I wasn't surprised. Go listen to episode 7 of the podcast. You know exactly why I wasn't surprised. They denied the, the copyright on the grounds that it was just um, simple movements and didn't qualify as choreography, which is what can be copyrighted. Short dance moves can't be, or short movements can't be protected. So go back. If you want to know more about copyrights and dance, go listen to episode 7 in season one of the podcast so you can get a better understanding of that and even before this and this he had another another issue with his copyright application even outside of the it doesn't fall under the protection is that he said that the dance came from from courtney cox in her um bruce when she was in the bruce springsteen's video what's it called dancing into the dark eddie murphy's his comedy skit talking about white white people can't dance and i went back and watched both of those videos i'm going to put them in the show notes so you can find them at legalt.com in a little bit and it's the same dance and so for he he of course he exaggerated it but it's just kind of side by side and he asked the i wouldn't even say he asked the arm because in bruce springsteen he kind of has the arm so copyrights remember the owner of the copyrights or the person that brings the idea to life, not the person that makes it famous. So he wouldn't even, even on that grounds, he wouldn't have a good standing for having copyright protection for that, um, for that dance because he wasn't the person that created it. I'm going to put both those videos in there so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. So 
So one of the things that I learned is that the Fortnite has removed the dance from their game. So it can be one or two things. Some people are saying, oh, that means they're in settlement talks. But it can also mean that um, Fortnite is trying to limit their liability in case they do have to pay damages to Alfonso. Because if they have to pay damages, it's going to be on each instance that it happens. So they, they're trying to reduce that. I think it's more... It's probably the latter. I know that his lawyer says that they're going to um, that they are working to appeal his the copyright decision. I don't see that being successful for the reasons that I just told you before. It's even if they found that they weren't short dance moves and they could be protected, he wasn't the creator of those dance moves. So if he's not the creator of them, he cannot claim copyright protection over it. And that's just the bottom line. Also in news as it relates to Fortnite. Fortnite actually responded to Two Millie's um, copyright claim. Uh, they had two responses. One, they said that the steps, were too, the steps were too simple to be protected by copyrights, which is the same thing the Copyright Office said about Alfonso. And the second thing they said was that the dance moves were too different. They were dip, they were totally different, and so it couldn't be a copy. Now, I'm going to pick up my notes because I want to read this. What they said the difference was because I thought it was pretty hilarious. Hold on, let's see. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Turn it this way so I can see. All right. This is how Fortnite's company, uh, I think it's called, I don't know what the name of the company is called, but they're, they're, this, is what they, this is how they describe two million dance. They say the dance consists of a side step to the right while swinging the arm horizontally across the chest the left arm horizontally across the chest to the right and then reversing the same movement on the other side namely a side step to the left while swinging the right arm horizontally across the left now i found this very useful because i couldn't really get the dance steps before then but after that i read it i was like oh okay i think i got it maybe i still don't we'll see Okay, now this is how, so you saw how simple they described the, the Millie Rock, right? This is how they describe the Swipe It, which is what they call their dance, their version of the dance. <laughs> By contrast, Swipe It consists of, one, varying arm movements, sometimes with a straight horizontal arc across the chest, and other times starting below the hips and then traveling in a di diagonal arc across the body, up to the shoulder while pivoting on the balls and heels of the feet. And two, winding up of the right arm before swiping it and rolling motion of the hands and forearms between swipes. Yeah, that's how they're describing it. But if you see the video, it looks just like the Millie Rock. Matter of fact, that's why I think the claim is so laughable. It's because when players were playing the game, they immediately identified what it was so they're trying to cover their tracks by giving it a different name they're trying to you know they're not playing the artist's songs so too simple and not long enough are these subjective what who determines these so typically so go back and listen to episode seven because we talked about choreography so typically when you're thinking about choreographing dances you're thinking about things like ballet like the nutcracker so it's not just one or two moves like a whole production of dance that's telling a story you know so that's why it's it falls under that protection this is why this whole thing with the so when people saw the dance they automatically knew 
what it was, which brings me right back to right of publicity. So I understand that copyrights, you know, they might be the more lucrative claim, but <laughs> it's not. I know it might be the most lucrative claim, but when I, I promise you, when every trinket proclaims, may the odds forever be in your favor, this is not what she was talking about. Like, I wouldn't be pursuing this copyright claim really heavy because it's really an uphill battle. On the other hand, we talk about right of publicity, you have a better chance. So what the right of publicity does, it gives an individual, each of us, an individual, the right to say how our likeness is used. You don't have to register it anywhere. Um, it's a right that you really inherently have. It's not reserved um, just for your physical appearance. I know some people think that, but it's not just reserved for your physical appearance. You can also, it covers your name, your voice, and any characteristics that identifies you. So, somewhat, it's, it's not like trademarks or copyrights. It's not federal, uh, which means that the laws that, that cover right of publicity are going to vary depending on what state you're in. And the purpose of this right of publicity is to make sure or allows people to control the expectation of how their image is used in a commercial way, meaning people shouldn't be able to get paid for using your likeness without your permission. For example, Facebook was sued a few years ago by some of their users because they were using their names and profile pictures in their advertising without the user's permission. So that's a like that's a that's a right of publicity. Another one was um, I like um, Betty Malder. She successfully sued Ford Motor Company years ago for using her voice. Well, they didn't use her voice. They hired someone to sound exactly like her in a commercial, and she sued them. And the court found that she they said that when a distinctive voice of a professional singer is widely known and deliberately. Um, imitated in order to sell a product, that person should be able to be compensated. Hey, Andre, how you doing? And so to me, that's similar to what's going on here in this Fortnite situation. So the dances are distinctive. We, when you see it, you know what it is. And you not only do you know what it is, you associate it immediately with this person that created it. So even though, like the Carlton, and we're calling it the Carlton, right? But even though we know, and even he admits that he wasn't the person that came up with this dance, but we associate this dance with him because he made it, one, he did it in such an exaggerated way, and he made it famous while he was on the show Fresh Air of um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So now he is known and associated with that dance. If you see if someone does that dance, they're going to say the Carlton, and they're referring back to, to him and his character on the show. So they're using these people's likeness in order to make money in their game, and that, that's not right. EA Sports, the makers of, well, they used to make NCAA sports games, but that, they haven't made any in a while because they were sued. They were sued by the players, and I guess I think his name was um, Edo Bannon. He used to play ball for UCLA, so he was playing a game, and he noticed that he was in the video game. And he was like, what am I doing in this video game when I didn't give anybody permission to put me in the video game? So he filed a lawsuit, and a lot of the players joined him, and it was a class action lawsuit. Come to find out, EA Sports was paying everybody but the players. They paid the NCAA to license their name. They paid the schools to use their names, their jersey, their logos, even their stadiums, right? Because the games were 
basketball and football. I might have had a baseball game. I don't know. I just know about basketball and football because that's what my husband plays or used to play. And so he, they, he, they sued him. They sued the company um, and they won. And so with NCAA, it was a little different because EA Sports can reach out to the players directly because of the laws and rules that they have in place about players not getting paid to play and yada 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 so they had like a two-fold lawsuit but at the end of the day they end up having to cut a check um and the checks weren't very big some of them they went from as small as 58 dollars to as large as you know seven thousand dollars i think the average was about twelve hundred dollars per check so, but our three takeaways from the legal team as it relates to what we just talked about are one Right of publicity gives you the right to exclude other people from making money off of you or your likeness without your permission. Very important. And it's important for not only for you to know about your likeness, but also, excuse me, when it comes to you using someone else's likeness, I want you to think twice about it. Think three times about it and don't do it. Don't do it. Don't use someone's likeness to advertise your product if you haven't had their permission. That's just the bottom line. Two, everybody has this right of publicity. You don't have to be a celebrity or some type of high-profile person in order to have a say-so what happens to your likeness. And we saw that example with Facebook. None of those people, they were average people like you and I. And they were able to reach a settlement with Facebook because Facebook used their likeness without their permission. And the last thing I want you to know as it relates to this whole Fortnite and copyright issue is that it's really an uphill battle trying to copyright dance moves that are only just a few steps and if you want more about that go listen to episode seven in season one because we went into deep details about it um yeah any questions any questions mm. you know curtis had a question about the moonwalk and i told him there's a short dance it can't be it can't be so but that's a good thing so the moonwalk can't be protected right but when Michael Jackson died and they put that hologram up of him dancing, guess what? Now you got a lawsuit for right of publicity. So you got a, a hologram of him doing the moonwalk and that's protected. But the dance itself is not. So if anybody has a question or if you need to talk to me about your trademarks, your copyrights, your patents, your contracts, I invite you to schedule an assessment call with me. You can go to iprotectbrands.com and schedule your assessment call. I would love to talk to you. Let's see. Remember, if you found this episode of Off the Mark informative or educational, make sure that you subscribe to our channel, rate the, the podcast, and invite three of your friends to um, join us for next week's episode. Until then, take care.